Hey, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. All righty then, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast. It's Brian Catino here, and we are without Morris, but we are with Dom. Apparently, Morris has some work thing. I don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, ten o'clock getting out of work after some dinner. I don't know, man. I'm just. I'm just not buying that Morris has a job to be to begin with. That is true. We never really do know. Although he probably couldn't uh, afford to eat on uh, on this salary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's a. Uh, who knows? I mean, he's better than selling the the pyramid scheme knives, right? So he's got to be doing something with his life. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, anyway. No more this week. That means limited Eagles talk, which is great because they shellacked my New York Jets this past weekend. <laughs> Boy, did they shellack your New York Jets. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good in New York. Um, Beningo, is, uh, he's, he's going crazy over there. Oh, he's already got them like top five pick. <laughs> Probably win like two games the rest of the season. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at this rate. That offensive line is uh, not good. No, it's, it's awful. And you're – Defense is, I won't say awful, but it's spotty. It's very spotty. Very spotty. And Dallas goes in there this week and uh, probably 55, 45 Dallas fans. So that'll be maybe, maybe even more. I'm saying, I think it might be 70, 30 Dallas fans. It's all going to be a lot of Cowboys fans at that game. Oh, well, anyway, that's, that's just rough. Um, so today we'll dive into our sneaky plays of the week for our DraftKings lineups. And um, we'll start with quarterbacks. And Dom, who do you have slinging the rock this week? Quarterback, DraftKings lineup. Let's hear it. So, so I got two guys. <clears throat> One guy is Gardner Minshew for Jacksonville, priced at five thousand. Uh, he's going up against a Saints team that can give up yards through the air. I mean, they're a good defense. I think we've seen it. You know, they've definitely been able. I mean, they pretty much shut down Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. You know, a few weeks ago. But I don't know. Gardner Minshew's got this thing about him where he can just – I mean, I don't think he cares who he plays. He's going in there, and he's going to play hard, and he's going to throw the ball well. So I would not be surprised if he went off. I wouldn't say he has a big game, but he definitely, I think, can get, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 fantasy points. You know, I, I'd be surprised that it was over 20 uh, just because the Saints' defense is decent. But you never know. You know, he's showed that he can definitely play in the NFL, and he belongs. So I, he's definitely someone I would take a flyer on and would probably put in my lineup if you're looking to price higher other positions. And another guy I have is <clears throat> I really didn't want to do this, but the way the defense has been playing uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in the past in, in the past defense, uh, Kirk Cousins. I feel like he's he's I think learned that he needs to air the ball out more. You can't just rely on the run to have him cook, no matter how good he is. But at 5,200 going up against this Eagles defense, I mean, we've seen the Eagles get torched against the Falcons, against the Packers. Uh, you know, they're not that good in the secondary. They're banged up. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, I think, can definitely, you know, throw throw the pigskin this week, get put up some, a lot of points at 5,200. That's a pretty good value for him against this Eagles defense. So, uh, Gonder Minshew is actually one of the guys I had. Um and I think at price at five thousand dollars, he's actually a really solid play this week. Uh, he's averaging nineteen and a half fantasy points per game in the DraftKings form, and I think he's going to get right around his average. And at five thousand dollars, you can get some big time names into your lineups. Um, Kirk Cousins is someone I didn't really look at. Um, I do think he'll have to throw the ball a little bit more because the Eagles are very good against the run, and I'll give they, them that. They are. That is definitely – that's another thing. I mean, I mean, Dalvin Cook's a good runner, but is he going to get that 100 yards, two touchdowns? I mean, the Eagles' defense has kind of shut down all the running backs they've played so far. So he's going to have to throw the ball, and he's got two talented receivers to throw the ball to who want the ball. So that's kind of where I'm going with the Cousins pick. I know it's not a great pick, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, I think he'll have a good week this week. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not like the worst play of this week. Um, I mean, you you could end up playing one of the quarterbacks from uh, 
uh, <laughs> the Miami Redskins game, which uh, I thought about it. <laughs> I, honestly, it did. It did slightly cross my mind. Um, there's another quote quarterback that i'm looking at and it's uh it's kyler murray i think he's 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 averaging over 20 fantasy points per game he's going up against atlanta this week atlanta just Mm. just isn't good um kyler murray you know projects a a rushing floor and he's i believe he's at 6500 and i think that just he can he can potentially go off against this falcons defense i mean they're the, the defense is terrible in atlanta so I don't mind me some. Uh, I don't mind me some Kyler Murray. I think I think he's a, a decent play this week. Yeah, that's definitely a good pick. But what, my only thing would be: Would you rather pay up a hundred dollars and get Russell Wilson against the Browns because the Browns' defense is atrocious? I mean, <clears throat> they're giving up points left and right. I know a lot of it's on the ground, but they can definitely be vulnerable in the pass game. So, would you like Russell Wilson this week for an extra hundred bucks? That's definitely a good question because. I mean, you're you're completely right. I think with the way Wilson is playing, I mean, he very well could go bananas. Um, yeah. I mean, the Browns have been good against the pass, and I mean, they've just been getting thrashed against the run. So, I mean, we know that they're going to feed Chris Carson the ball a little bit, and we'll see how the game path goes. But obviously, Russell Wilson does a bunch of stuff. You know, just makeshift plays. You know, running around the pocket, making incredible throws like he did that one throw to where you thought it was literally impossible he could ever make in the corner of the end zone to a locket, I believe. I mean, he's been doing incredible things. So I think, I think you're completely right. I think if, if you had to choose between the two, I guess you would probably go with the veteran guy knowing that he's going to get you at least 20 points. Whereas Kyler Murray could fall into a trap, make a couple turnovers and then fall apart, you know, and be, a, be a rookie basically. So I, I like to call them. Yeah, and I, I do like Colin Murray this week also. <clears throat> I mean, Atlanta's defense is non-existent, but that's the thing is that, you know, when you look at values, is Russell Wilson a better value money-wise than Colin Murray? I mean, based off the points. But both of those picks I do like really mu- a, a lot. Yeah, and I guess, I guess you could also go down to Matt Ryan at 6,400. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say is Matt Ryan too. I mean, we know Atlanta, um, Arizona's defense is awful, and they give up a lot of points to the tight end. So Austin Hooper, that could be a big connection this week. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not pretty. He has 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but I, he's, he's going to throw for a bunch of yards. He's going to throw touchdowns. So, I mean – that overcompensates for the, the couple turnovers that he may have against Arizona. So, I mean, that's also a decent play. And like you said, you can pair him up with Austin Hooper this week. We'll get the tight ends later, but I think that's probably, that's, that could be a potential dynamic duo if they both go off, um, which they should because Arizona's terrible against tight ends. I mean, <laughs> yes, every week they're just getting thrashed by whatever tight end comes into town. So, um, yeah, those are some, some those are some good plays right there. When I first took a glance at it, I was like, I'm not sure I love that the middle tier of QB. Let me go low to Gardner Minshew. But looking at it again, those three we just mentioned, Wilson, Murray, and Ryan, I think those are all three solid plays this week. Yeah, if you don't want to pay up for, you know, Mahomes or anybody else like that, um, those three plays are definitely good. But I, would, I mean, <clears throat> you're absolutely right. The middle of that, that pack, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Andy Dalton, those guys, I would rather go Garden Ranch over any of those guys. I, I 100% agree. He was one of the first names I looked at down there, and I was like, yep, I'd rather play him than Dalton and all those guys that were the four guys above him. I prefer Minshew in a heartbeat. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, and to say that, like now, thinking about that, like before week one, you ne- it would have never even crossed your mind that Minshew would be doing this. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy what he's doing, but I, I I'm not gonna say I'm surprised because he did it just throughout his whole college career, especially last year at Washington State. Oh no, of course. I mean, obviously he had a hell of a college career, leading passing yards for Washington State, um, setting records and whatnot. So, I, you just didn't know it would transfer to the NFL like immediately. I did think he would be a quarterback in this league, but to make an immediate impact and keep the Jags afloat when, I mean. If to be honest, they're just they're not a great football team. He's keeping them afloat, throwing touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know, bringing a presence to back to Jacksonville that wasn't there. So good stuff for Minshew, and uh, I, I hope good things come for him going forward. Um, we'll move on to running back, and this is kind of a position that I had a little bit of difficulty with. Um, 
I'll start out and I'll say that I think, um, I think it's just really tough to go low this week. I yeah. really is. I mean, Chris Thompson's there. Uh, you can pick either one of the San Francisco backs. I feel like they're going to get some yards. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I I don't see any value anywhere else, really. I think if, if I were to go low and high, I would probably go Brita, who's at 5,100. Yeah, I would um, agree. And if I had to go high, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure Gurley's a safe play. I'm not sure Lev Bell is a safe play. Maybe Mark Ingram at 6,600. I think he would probably be a play that he's not the highest price. He's around roughly fifth or sixth down on this list in this 10-game sleep uh, for DraftKings. And against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, he's, gonna, he's definitely going to score at least one touchdown. So Mark Ingram is definitely a decent play this week. I don't know what you're thinking as far as what you're going to do with your running backs this week, but I would think I would go one high and one low this week. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with Matt Burita. Uh, the guy's just a good running back, and he's going to need to be big against the Rams this week because that's going to be a statement game for the 49ers. But we'll get more into that later. Uh, another guy I kind of like this week is, you know, uh, Chris Carson at 6,000. I mean, we pick him, seems like, every week because it seems like every week he's going against teams that just can't run – that can't really defend the run very much. Uh, and the Browns, I mean – they just got torched on Monday football. Well, I mean, Tevin Coleman had, I think, 90 yards and whatnot. Burita, I didn't see what he had, but I know he had an outstanding game. So I would probably, I mean, I'm going to ride the saddle of Chris Carson, probably a 6,000. Derek Henry doesn't do anything much for me. Like, I agree with you uh, on Gurley. I don't know how great he'll be. Ingram, I think, is definitely a good play, too. No, that Bengals defense is just atrocious. Uh, but other than that, I mean, if you really wanted to, kind of buying stock in that Dallas defense, giving up four touchdowns to Aaron Jones and the Packers, maybe Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a different team with Sam Darnold at quarterback this week. But I don't know. I do agree with your picks, though, on the San Francisco guys. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably get roll with either of this the top San Francisco backs and Coleman or Brita. Um, I personally like Brita more, but I think that's kind of just where it's like you flip a coin. You're like, all right, one of them's going to get majority of the carries and score the touchdowns. And I mean, we'll just see. Um, against the Rams, it'll it'll be a little bit tougher than it was this past week. This past yeah, Monday night against no, the Browns. No, hundred percent. But I think they'll get a lot of touches each, like twelve to fifteen touches. And at that price, uh, with their talent. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how they pan out this weekend. And, and like you said, it's definitely a test. Another guy I'm looking at, and I really dislike to say it, <laughs> is Devonta Freeman. He's ah. he's been doing better, 18 points in in each of his last two games, fantasy wise, and they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, 27th in rushing rushing yards allowed, and 24th in passing yards allowed. So. Maybe Matt Ryan will be looking to go through the air, but I think Devonta Freeman provides a safe floor here at 5,800 of around 15 points, um, catching a couple balls out of the backfield, um, being a go-to guy. And if he lands in the end zone, that definitely boosts your lineup a little bit. Um, But you would have to play him and not have to play Matt Ryan and also Hooper. You can't be having three Falcons in your lineups. (laughs) No, yeah, you definitely can't do that. Uh, It's It's not like the Falcons of old, you know? Yeah, you definitely can't do that. I do like that pick, though. He has been doing better. Uh, Ido Smith, I mean, I think a lot of people thought he'd eat into a lot of carries and a lot of plays, which he has a little bit, but not enough where he's definitely somebody I would play. So I do like the Devontae Freeman pick. I think he would definitely do well this week against um, the Arizona defense. Yeah, I mean, it could just – I mean, we'll just – it just depends on the game script, and you hate to – depend on the game script when you're picking in DraftKings lineups. You would like to know what you're kind of going to get out of the guy as you slot him into your lineup. So a little bit of a tougher play, but something that could end up with a very high ceiling this week. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to receiver. Um, receivers are decent this week. I'm not sure what you've been looking at, but um, I've got a couple names, but I'll let you go first. Man. Uh, there's not to me the it's you got to go to the bottom. 
uh, and one of those guys for me is Robert Woods. He is at let me check real quick. Fifty six hundred. Yeah, fifty six hundred. Uh, at fifty six hundred, I mean, he hasn't found the end zone yet this year, but he is getting targets. He's getting, I mean, anywhere between I think seven and double digit targets every game. Uh, you know, so he's definitely somebody at fifty six hundred. He's going to get you points. He had a little bit of a tough game last week against the Seahawks, but the week before he went off against the Bucks. Uh, you know, so you got to take kind of go to bad. You buy stock in that 49ers defense, you know, and Jared Goff. I mean, he hasn't really lit it up this year, but he's definitely, I mean, he played well against the Seahawks, in my opinion. Uh, you know, so it's just a matter of, will he, uh, he'll get the targets. Will he get the catches? Will he get a touchdown or whatnot? But I think it definitely at 5,600, he's a good pick. Uh, and then going up, I mean, I like Alshon Jeffrey every week. I know he's going up against the Vikings, uh, which who have a, a decent defense. But he's going to be uh, – the Eagles want to keep carrying this thing. He's getting a lot of targets. You know, he was banged up against the Packers and got a bunch of targets and a touchdown. Last week he had, I want to say, over 80 yards. I'm not too sure. But at 5,800 – no, he had 52 yards. I'm sorry. But he had six receptions for eight targets. I mean, that's six points right there uh, just on the receptions. So – He's definitely somebody I kind of consider, you know, not so much of a sneaky play this week. Definitely a guy I would kind of get into a lineup. And then, as always, Mr. Reliable at 6,100, Larry Fitzgerald. Not having, I want to say, I mean, I really haven't watched a lot of Cardinals games this year. Probably zero, if I'm being honest. Uh, but he's getting targets. You know, he's catching the ball like he always has. You know, and yards just hasn't been there really. Uh he has two touchdowns at home, though, so that could pay into, you know, if you want to pick him or not. But he's going to get you points no matter what. You know, so if you're kind of staying low with a bunch of guys, I would pick those three. I think Larry Fitz is definitely a decent play this week, and I feel like we're attacking this Atlanta-Arizona game. Um, but rightly so. I mean, this it has the potential to be an absolute shootout. Both defenses are not good. Um, Kyler Murray is certainly servable, serviceable at quarterback as well as Matt Ryan is. So I think, I think a lot of the receivers in this game are potential plays here. Um, I, I, I do like Bobby Woods this week. I think, I think he's, I mean, he's, I have him on in a bunch of stock in, in a bunch of my fantasy teams. Um, obviously that game against Tampa Bay was great. He struggled a little bit against Seattle. I think it just didn't go his way that, that week. It was all going to Cooper cup. Um, uh, maybe maybe some white bias by Jared Goff, who knows? <laughs> but um, but yeah, at fifty six hundred, I mean, he's way too talented to be priced that low. So he could be a potential buy low this week, and you can you can uh, have a high reward. Um, I think a guy that's right next to him though, and Michael Gallup is also a good play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, in the three games he's played in, he's he's looked amazing. I mean, eight seven targets, eight targets, and fourteen targets. I mean, he's obviously getting looked at. He's going up against the Jets team that has struggled offensively, defensively. Um, potential for a big day for Gallup. And then my guy this week is rookie Terry McLaurin for the Redskins. I like it. I do like it. I mean, the Dolphins stink. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it's not that the Redskins are good. It's that Terry McLaurin is their number one option. Uh, they're banged up everywhere else. Um New coach this week heading into, heading into this game. I know they're on the road, but I'm not sure it matters again with two teams like this. So give me give me a little bit of Terry McLaurin at six thousand. I think he gets a bunch of targets and uh, probably finds the end zone at least once this week. Yeah, I I definitely like that pick. He was hurt a few weeks ago, so I don't know how much that's going to play into it. I don't. Did he play last week? Yes, he played this past week. Uh, he had seven it's targets. Past. He had seven targets, oh. and obviously that's yeah. it's a good number. Unfortunately, it was against the Pats. He he managed to put up eight point one fantasy points, which it could honestly be worse against the Pats. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely at six thousand. I mean, that's what I'm kind of thinking this week for receivers. You just kind of buy middle of the pack. I mean, you can always go higher for one guy or whatnot, uh, but you have to buy middle of the pack. Then with the Jets too, uh, that defense. They do have a lot of guys who, I mean, Jamal Adams, I think, is an absolute stud in this league. That's safety. So if they take away uh, Mari Cooper, and Mari Cooper's a little banged up with that ankle, Michael Gallup could be a great play this week. 
Oh, certainly. Um, I, I think he's, he's very talented. And uh, yeah, like you said, if, if Cooper's not having his best game or he's playing limitedly, um, you, you can see Gallup go off and uh, torch the, the Jets defense. Um, let's move on to tight end. Tight end's somewhat interesting this week, and there's not a lot of names I would like to throw out there. <laughs> um, but we did touch upon one in Austin Hooper. He's at 5,000 this week going up against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are the worst defense against tight ends. So uh, he's definitely a potential play this week. Would you, would you not agree? Yeah, I, I think it's right there, one, two, and Austin Hooper at 5,000, and Will Disley at 4,900. Both these guys are just going to put up points this week, I have a feeling. And Hooper going up, like you said, Cardinals' worst defense against the tight end. So I would probably lean more towards Hooper. But if you don't have the money for him or you don't want to buy stock in that, uh, Will Disley is just going to get you points. I mean, he's just turning into one of the better tight ends in the league and more reliable. And he was, it was kind of, It's kind of crazy that he was picked up because he was a good running uh, or a good blocking tight end. And then – all of a sudden, he's catching the ball out of nowhere, even had a rushing attempt last week. So, you know, those two guys, I feel like you can't go wrong with. Other than that, I probably, I mean, I'm looking at the board right now. And all you see is questionable, questionable, out, questionable, questionable. So, and another guy kind of, I mean, you can kind of play him. I picked him up in fantasy this week, but Gerald Everett, he's been having some big games. Uh, he's getting targeted a lot, he's catching the ball a lot. Hasn't really found the end zone, but is definitely a reliable tight end at 3,600. I believe if if Cooks is not going to play, I'd, I would actually look at Gerald Everett seriously and be like, okay, is he end up going to being going to end up being the one, two, or three pass casting option? And the answer is yes, because I mean, they're not going to just feed Josh Reynolds targets, you know, like they'll give him a few, but it's it's going to be Gerald Everett getting majority of those targets, and they like him in in LA this year, so. That's a potential decent play if you if you find out that Cooks is not going to play from the, the concussion protocol. Um, and another play, again, I hate to say it, Vernon Davis, if he's playing against the Dolphins, is a decent yeah. play at 4,100. I mean, the, the guy just doesn't age, it seems like. He just catches the ball and tries to hurdle people and do whatever he can. But definitely, I think he could be a good play this week against the Dolphins. Yeah, and I, honestly, this week, you, you can stay away from the big three in Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. Like, I don't think you need to pay for them. I think you can pay for these next four guys down below them in Hooper, Disley, Mark Andrews at 4,800 against Cincinnati. Vernon Davis is a decent play. And then you go down to Gerald Everett at 3,600, who's averaging 9.9 points a game, which is not bad. Yeah, it's – and he had – last week he had double-digit points. I think he had 16-something points last week. Uh, Gerald Everett, that is. So, he, th- those like I, I totally agree. Those four guys are definitely probably locks this week. I mean, you can always go high if you want to, but there's really no reason. Gerald Everett, past two games, has had 15.4 fantasy points and 23.6 fantasy points. Um, he's seen 17 total targets in those two games. So, uh, I don't see him like getting three targets. Like he's he's obviously going to get a like a quite a few targets if he's. Uh, if Cooks is definitely out this week, he'll, that'll boost it up even more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think if you had to pick one of those guys, if you yeah. – gun to your head, who are you picking this week? <sighs> Probably Hooper at 5,000. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, if my lineup feeds into that and I could pay $5,000 for the tight end, then it's definitely Austin Hooper. Um if it doesn't and I need to go lower, it's 100% Gerald Everett. Yeah, those, those, I would 100% agree with you on that. All right, let's, let's move on to, to defense. I feel like we're rolling here, Dom, are we not? Yeah, well, we kind of have the same philosophy this week. It's nice. And, I mean, there's no more picking, you know, God knows what else. But we're kind of flying through this because, like you said, we're kind of picking on the Atlanta-Arizona game. And – you know, we're kind of all in the middle of the pack guys because there's really no reason to pay high. I mean, we're what week? This is week six coming up. I mean, by now you should have an idea of who's going to go off, who's for real on defense, who's not for real on defense. And even like we're about to talk about now, who is the defense you want to go with? Uh, so I'll actually lead into that. And for me, it's going to be 
I think you do everything you can to get the Redskins or the Saints this week. I mean, I know we picked Gary Minshew, but I think those two squads, both priced at 3200 are two squads that could get the job done and will get you points this week. Both, I mean, the Redskins haven't been great, but the Dolphins are atrocious, and the Saints defense, like we said before, pretty decent. If Gardner Minshew, they can control Gardner Minshew, I think that Saints defense is going to get plus 10 points this week. So I've also considered the Redskins defense. Like I was looking at it earlier today, and I was like, could potentially be a shootout because both defenses stink. But who's worse at quarterback, Josh Rosen or the field that the Redskins provide? And it's Josh Rosen right now. Yeah, um, 100%. Someone that I was actually high on coming out of the draft, and it just – it hates – like I hate to say it, but he's – especially for the Dolphins, which doesn't help, by the way. Um, he's he's going to turn the ball over regardless of what defense is playing against him. So the Redskins could potentially be a decent play at 3,200. The Saints, I'm – I'm not completely there. Um, I think I would actually rather play the Redskins than the Saints, but I, I see your point where it's a young quarterback in a, in a very big game, like one of the biggest games he's going to be playing this season against a very good uh, Saints team could potentially turn the ball over as well. He is at home, which helps him a slight bit there. My team is a defense that's been reducing consistently, and it's the Tennessee Titans against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that could be a good one. That I'm, could definitely – I mean, if you – you have to buy stock in the Titans, which you clearly do. I mean, every week you're throwing out some Titan, Delaney Walker, Marcus Mariota, this week Titans defense. They're a good squad this year. I mean, Morris and I said, and we, you know, I think we said week one, this Titans team is just kind of bleh. They don't excite you at all, but they've been getting the job done. I mean, granted, their kicker missed four field goals last week, but you know, this, they're getting the job done. So I do like that Titans defense at 2,900 against the Broncos. The Broncos really haven't been anything this year. They've been shown to have flashes of good time of, uh, a good, you know, kind of good points throughout games, but they're just not. I mean, if Drew Locke wasn't injured, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke was on this uh, starting quarterback by now. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, um, I mean, the Titans have yet to allow more than 20 points in a game, their defense. And I don't see the Denver Broncos uh, exceeding that uh, threshold right there. So, uh, obviously, they don't let up a lot, a lot of points. Could they potentially have more turnovers and sacks? Yeah, I mean, they have 17 sacks on the year, which is nothing really to snuff about. But they're averaging 10 fantasy points a game. And at 2,900 against Denver with Joe Flacco, like, I, I like it. I, I think I like that pick more than I do the Redskins pick. Um I'm not sure what you would rank are the three defenses, but I would probably put Titans, Redskins, Saints uh, in the three you pick. Yeah, and just because, like you said, the, I think it's a lot to do with the quarterbacks that are, they're playing against. So Joe Flacco, Mr. Elite himself, is definitely not the guy you know that's going to scare me this week for if on the Titans. Uh, the Redskins. I mean, I would. This is probably the only week I'd ever pick the Redskins, but I would say I would agree with you on that. Titans, then Redskins, and Saints. Yeah, I don't think. You would ever go into any week saying the Redskins are going to do something well, but they could potentially get some turnovers just landing in their hands from Josh Rosen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much possible. It, re it really is very much possible. Um, we're going to move on, and we're going to do, obviously, our favorite segment of the week. Um, Morris is not here for his commentary after every pick, so this should go by very smoothly. Uh, am I right about that? <laughs> I would I would think so. There might be a little commentary, but nothing like Morris to break it down the spreads and pick it against the Eagles. So, <laughs> I mean, there's always a little commentary. Morris just takes it a little far, <laughs> uh, especially when I tell him to hurry up and he makes it longer than he usually does. Um, anyway, we'll start with Thursday night football this week. Um, if you're watching this game instead of the Tampa Bay Rays Astros game, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the Giants are going into Foxborough to play the Patriots, and the Patriots are – I thought it was at 16 when I looked earlier today, and it's now at 17 uh, point favorites against the Giants at home. Giants do not have Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, or Wayne Gallman. Let's, uh, let's break this one down. 
Well, yeah, this line's kind of interesting because it opened up after Sunday's games at 14, and now it's at 17. Uh, Patriots all the way. I don't think there's any way this Patriots team doesn't cover. Yeah, I'm going to stop doubting the Patriots and they're covering. Uh, I mean, I've, <laughs> like I just – all those crazy spreads, I'm like there's no way they cover it. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and they've done it week in and week out. So Pat's uh, Pat's covering 17. I'll say I'll say 20. I, I'll actually – say they win by 20 points or more yeah this could be a good alternate spread type game if you're one of those guys you know who want to take the better odds or i guess worse odds technically but uh and kind of give the patriots a little bit more points this could be one of those games absolutely and we'll move on to sunday in london we have the panthers and the buccaneers i i that was terrible but (laughs) We we have those two. The Buccaneers are technically the home team. Um, Carolina is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite with Kyle Allen at quarterback this week. Uh, I'm going to go Panthers to cover that. Uh, London's kind of crazy to me. I had a feeling about it last week, uh, but I just don't think there's any stopping Christian McCaffrey. And something tells me that Jameis Winston in Europe is just not going to go well. (laughs) It's a very good point. Um, he could probably end up doing something crazy um, and and messing this up for his whole team. Yeah. Um, but McCaffrey did not practice today. I'm not sure how concerned I am with that. I think it's just because he's about to get on a plane and travel. Um, so they didn't practice him today. Is that kind of where you're at with him? Yeah, I don't think there's any way he's not playing in this game, especially with Cam Newton still out. Uh, this he's just a monster. I mean, no way. There's no other way to put it, but he's going to be playing this week. Yeah. I would probably say that, but uh, you know what? I can't pick Jameis again. I'm going, I'm going with the Panthers. No, you can't, you can't pick Jameis this week. I'm sorry. I, I, I he lures me back in and then just throws me back out. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Um, Move on to the one o'clock slate. We have Seahawks at the Browns. We've talked about this game quite a bit today. Uh, the Seahawks are one and a half point favorites on the road here in Cleveland. I, I would say this is probably my lock of the week and going uh, Seahawks one and a half. This Browns team, I mean, how much did we talk about it when we did that one podcast on the NFC? and AFC North. We both think the Browns are awful. And they show week after week why they're awful. So at one and a half, that kind of surprises me, honestly. Uh, but I'm taking the Seahawks to cover. I mean, yeah, we, we did talk about it quite a bit where it was like, okay, you got OBJ. Cool. Like, I, you're, the foundation of your team still hasn't changed. So I don't know what type of di- – oh, whatever. I'll, I'll take the Seahawks as well. And I think, <laughs> I think they'll win by a touchdown. Um, I like them this week. I think they're a very good football team, actually. <clears throat> and we'll move on to what should be a very good football game as well. The Texans at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm, that line's fallen. Uh, it, the Chiefs are home? The Chiefs are home, correct. I, I'll take the Chiefs. Uh I just think the Chiefs at home, I mean, granted, they just lost to the Colts, but I think if Pat Mahomes is anywhere, you know, healthier than he was on Sunday night, they win by a touchdown. I'm going to take the Texans in in this one. Um, And I would consider taking the money line. I I really like the Texans this week. Uh, Chiefs offensive line is banged up. Uh, Houston's defensive line is playing better. And it could cause some havoc for – for Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, um, Travis Kelsey's dropping balls, and I don't know, Lord knows what he's doing on the sidelines with people. Um, I, I mean, obviously they're four and one still, which I think they're very good still. Um, but I like the Texans this week. I think they cover, and I would consider doing a money line, but probably not once I get closer to to the game there. Um, and then moving on to the game of the week, Redskins at Dolphins. <laughs> I would love. I can't wait to hear what this line is. <laughs> it's Redskins minus three and a half. Wow, Redskins all the way. Um, I I can't pick the Dolphins. I'm gonna pick the Redskins too. I think some maybe some rejuvenation from the coaching change, and uh, I think Terry McLaurin has a big day, like we touched upon earlier. I don't know. We still know who's gonna play quarterback, which is incredible about this. I think it's the most incredible thing about this. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I would hope that Case Keenan plays because I think Colt McCoy is just washed up at this point. But you never know. I mean, I never thought Colt McCoy was on a team anymore after last year and started last week. So, yeah, I mean, word on the street, it's going to be Haskins, but we'll see about that. <laughs> that would be that would be a wild game. Haskins versus Rosen. That's like a game you that's almost like a Thursday night game where the only way you watch it is like so bad. It's good. That's the type of game this could be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll move on to an actual good game. The Eagles at the Vikings. Vikings are home, three-point favorites against the Eagles. Three-point. I got to take the Eagles. They're playing lights out right now, putting up a lot of points. Uh, Vikings don't impress me really that much. Uh, so I got to take the Eagles this week. Um, I'll just be opposite of you. Just to be opposite, I'll go with the Vikings. Um, not really comfortable with it either way. I think this should really be a pick 'em game, to to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and if you want, I mean, I already saw Morris retweeted something earlier this week about the uh, Eagles last time they were in Minnesota. So I don't need to get more and more into that, but I think the Eagles win this one. Uh, I mean, that's completely fair. Um, we'll move on to wow, this line really surprises me. Saints at the Jags. And the Jags are actually favored by one. Wow. Not only am I taking the Saints, but I would take the money line if I were you. Uh, I would have to agree. Uh, I do think Carter Minshew will have a good game. Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to win the football game. <laughs> I just, I yeah. Mean, uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, is ex- ex- he's serviceable. Uh, they still have a running game with Kamara. Uh, Michael Thomas is still one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Uh, yeah, give me the Saints right there. Um, yeah, I mean, incredible. I, I actually can't believe the Jags are favored. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, I mean, I get Teddy Bridgewater's backup, but, I mean, he's been winning. It, that's kind of insane to me. I mean, yeah, they're 4-1. and one. It's got to mean something. Oh, well, anyway, um, moving on to a, a really big spread here. Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are 11-point favorites. 11-point favorites against the Bengals are home or Ravens home? The Ravens are home in Baltimore. Uh, I got to take the Ravens. I This Bengals team, I think if this game was at home for the Bengals, I'd probably lean more towards the Bengals just because the home crowd, there's really got nothing to lose nowadays. Uh, but I'm taking the Ravens minus 11. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover by the skin of their teeth. Who? I mean, I can see it definitely happening. I mean, this Bengals team, I mean, the defense isn't great, but I think they can get the job done. And this offense, I mean, this offense is talented. I think that's what's pissing a lot of people off. I mean, Andy Dalton's whatever, but Tyler Boyd, I know Josh, John Ross just went down with injury a few weeks ago, but Tyler Eifert, I mean, he's not the same, but Joe Mixon, I think this offense is good. I mean, I, I'm taking the Ravens, but I would not be surprised if the Bengals uh, covered this game. Yeah, it's more to me just a, a divisional game. I, I do think the Ravens are a good team. They're, they're a playoff caliber team, but I don't, I don't think they're a powerhouse Mm-mm. of a team. So I'll take the Bengals in a divisional game, trying to probably keep it close majority of the way. <clears throat> and we'll move on to what could potentially be one of the games of the week here, 49ers at the Rams. The Rams, even despite their two losses, are three-point favorites here. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think the Rams win this one. I think they cover. I just think the 49ers haven't played that great of a team or haven't played that great of teams yet. Uh, And they really, I mean, I don't think you can really buy a lot of stock in that Browns team because they're really bad. So the 49ers beating up on them doesn't surprise me, but this Rams defense is a completely different animal. We've kind of talked about it before with Gerald Everett, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks plays, Cooper Cup. I mean, I like the Rams this week. Yeah, I also like the Rams. Um, which It's not deterring away the fact that I, think, I do think the 49ers are, are a good team this year. Um, but I just think the Rams got this one this week, and and that division is going to end up being real freaking close, man, in the in the NFC West out there. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. This is kind of the two guys that are reinventing the 
uh, NFL offense as we know it and Kyle Shanahan and uh, Sean McVay. So it's going to be very, I think it's going to be a very good game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on to what could be a potential barn burner, which we've discussed quite a bit tonight. It's the Falcons at the cards and the Falcons are two and a half point favorites right now. Give me the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals this week. I I, I think the Falcons, if you're going to bet them, you're just going to get burned. I also like the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I like the Cardinals. I, I think they're going to, I think they might win this football game. Um, <laughs> giving them two wins on the year. And I think before the year, I said they would have three or four. So they're, they're brushing up on that real quick, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they could have won that game against Detroit. They could have. You're looking at a different team right now, two and three. Yeah, I just got to throw this in there. The the Raiders pick that we both – I mean, we both said they probably won about three, four games, right? But they already had three games won. So this could be uh, <laughs> could be very wrong in the Raiders this year. I know they have a bye this week, and they have absolutely nothing to do with anything we talked about. I just Since you said that, I had to throw that in there. No, I, I, I do remember us saying we don't think the Raiders are very good, and – I, I still don't. I just I, no. <laughs> they found a way to to do some things, and uh, you know, I guess going to London probably helps a little bit. I mean, I was Chase Daniel playing quarterback probably helps a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, anyway, I mean, they also, I mean, they also beat the Colts. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, they're think, tough team to read. I think it's definitely a hundred percent better to get rid of a tan- Antonio Brown and. And I think it's, I mean, Darren Waller has been a stud. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been a stud so far. Derek Carr looks like he's kind of returning to old form. So, but anyways, that's enough about the Raiders. I just had to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, moving on to a game we somewhat discussed. Titans at the Broncos. The Broncos are actually favored by two and a half. Give me the Titans all day. I'm going to take the Broncos. It's going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly football game. Like, really ugly. Like, 13 to 10 ugly. That's what I'm thinking right now. I mean, this could also be another game that's so bad it's good. I mean, the defense is going to be it's going to be awesome, probably. Yeah, I mean, it really makes me mad that Joe Flacco was a starting quarterback still. I really wish Drew Locke was healthy and was able to play because I think Drew Locke is a very good quarterback. No, I, I mean, I, I agree with you I, with, with Drew Locke. Uh, I think he's got a bright future once he gets healthy and under himself. Um, and Joe Flacco's not even close to elite. Can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on to Cowboys at the Jets. And I'm slightly surprised that this spread is only seven for Dallas. <sighs> Well, I think it has a lot to do with this past week. Uh, give me the Jets, though. I think this team has absolutely nothing to lose. Uh, and I think Sam Darnold coming back, they're a much better team. I mean, I think you would agree with that 100%. I think anybody would agree with that they're better than Luke Falk. Uh, but I 100% think the Jets will cover this game. I wouldn't say it's a lock of the week, but this is definitely a game you could look at and wouldn't be surprised, in my opinion. I mean – I feel like I buy a lot into the Jets just because I like to see them do well. I think it's good for football when they do well in a division ran by the Patriots. Uh, so to me, I'm probably going to be absolutely wrong, but Jets cover this game. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Jets to cover. Uh, I'm not extremely comfortable with it, but I do think Sam Darnold back helps them. The Cowboys are reeling a, a little bit. I mean, They've played two decent teams, have lost to both of them. So uh, give me the Jets to cover. It will probably be closer to that seven points spread than uh, than it will be to like zero points. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold obviously makes them better. It sucks that Chris Herndon comes back from suspension and immediately gets hurt, uh, <laughs> which doesn't help. He got, uh, wait, he got hurt? Yep, he's, he's out for this week. He's not oh going to play. My. Oh my God! Good thing I didn't pick him up in fantasy because I think he's one of the better tight ends in the league. Honestly, I do too. I picked him up and had to immediately drop him. And <laughs> uh, it's very, very unfortunate. Uh, oh, that's yeah, that, yeah, hamstring, I believe. Um, oh, that's gonna take him out for a while too. 
Probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, mo- moving on to what, if you looked at the beginning of the year, you would said, wow, this is definitely a really good Sunday night football game. And now you're looking at it and you're saying, wow, this is a really bad Sunday night football game. <laughs> Steelers at the Chargers, third string quarterback for the Steelers. The Chargers just can't really seem to put together uh, a game with all three phases of the game doing well. And, uh, you know, they find themselves at two and three in the AFC West behind the Oakland Raiders, by the way. <laughs> and they're still managing to be six and a half point favorites against the Steelers this weekend on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I think Steelers traveling out West uh, for a Sunday Night Football game that we play during the day. Uh, I got to take the Chargers here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I, I think Keenan Allen goes absolutely ballistic this weekend. I don't know why. I just think he does. And I was kind of right about that two weeks ago when I said Devontae Adams will go absolutely ballistic, and then he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He absolutely 100% did until he got hurt, and it's probably putting him out for a little bit, which sucks. But I, I would love for him to play this week, but you can't get everything you want in life. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, we'll move on to that game. The Monday night game, we're all the way through to that. And uh, it's the Lions against your Packers. Your Packers are four-point favorites. And uh, I'll let you go off a little bit if, if you'd like. Well, I think the Packers not only win this game but cover the game. Uh, I mean, this team is kind of – I mean, you would probably agree too. I mean, they're surprising me. They're surprising a lot of people. I didn't think this defense would be this good, and clearly it is. I mean, granted, the second half against the Cowboys sucked. Aaron Jones, which I'm sorry, but it really makes me angry against the Eagles how they couldn't run Aaron Jones in the red zone, and then I ran him every single time in the red zone <laughs> this past week, and he scored four times. Uh, but Jimmy Graham's getting involved uh, a little late, you know, because we I had picked him earlier in the year for a DraftKings slot, and but now he's kind of catching the ball. I mean, the team's surprised, and it's big if they win this week because they go on and play the Raiders the week next week. So to be, you know, possibly six and one by midway through the NFL season would be a great thing for the Packers. And I think they can go three and no in division right here. I mean, this division's kind of taken I mean, Kirk Cousins hasn't been great. Mitch is hurt. Uh and Matt Stafford's gonna be Matt Stafford. The only thing that worries me about this game is these Lions Packers games are always very close. So the Lion, you know, I'm really hoping Packers pull away, and I think they will, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I really – I think we both – I mean, obviously you like the Packers, but I liked the Packers going into this year. Um, I, I think I think they're going to win this week on Monday Night Football. I think they roll, actually. I, I really do. Um, and by roll, I mean, like, they definitely cover this, but not – like win by twenty one, <laughs> they'll probably nah. win. By, they'll probably win by like a touchdown and be. Yeah, I, I think I think comfortable. Seven, yeah, I think seven to ten is a much, you know, more realistic win for the Packers. And I think this game will be. This game will feel like it's extremely close, but it won't be. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it would no, just I, be I, like this could be like a tight game for a little bit. Then the Packers will pull away. Like you'll see the score be whatever it is. And you'll say, well, the Lions didn't play really bad, but no, the Packers clearly won the game. Yeah, and I like Aaron Jones to score another two touchdowns this week. <sighs> It'd be nice if he can get going in like non-red zone situations. That would be perfect, but he seems to not be able to do that this year, which sucks. Yeah, it's, it's a little unfortunate. But anyway, that, um, that concludes the plays for this week. Um, against the spread, that concludes our DraftKings plays picks. We've, you know... We kind of flew through that. Um, no more is here to, you know, make an argument for every single pick that's made, which is nice. Um, but anyway, we want to remind you to visit jokermag.com, the home of the underdog. Be on the lookout for Hustle and Movate as well, hosted by Tyler O'Shea. It's one of the greatest podcasts that are definitely out there. Um, finds a new underdog every week to highlight their achievements and highlight how they came up through their lives and, and be successful. Um, be on the lookout. I want to say in a few weeks, we'll have Stedman Bailey on that podcast. Old, old West Virginia wide receiver, 
uh, ex Rams wide receiver, um, all American, uh, obviously got into that conversation in, in Cali, got shot. Um, he's, he's going to end up on his way and onto Tyler O'Shea's also motivate podcast, which, uh, should be coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. I, I mean, what do you know about, uh, Stephen Bailey Dom? Like, I feel like that's kind of incredible that we're going to get him on. He was a very good player at West Virginia. I can tell you that. Uh, after that, I don't know much, but he was an incredible player at West Virginia. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that interview with with, with O'Shea. It's going to be great. Um, but anyway, that wraps everything up. Uh, have a great week six of the NFL season. Um, article will be out on Saturday morning. Also want to remind you to watch some playoff baseball. My Tampa Bay Rays game five Thursday night against the Astros. We're going to the ALCS to, to visit Dom's Yankees. I can guarantee that. Yeah, it's, I'm just so excited for that series because either team we play is going to be tough. But for it to go game five is just so much better than the, being a sweep either way. Oh, absolutely. I love – I mean, I really didn't think the Twins would get swept, Dom. That's, that's unreal, huh? I mean, if we're going to talk a little bit of baseball, I'm not surprised just because the Yankees own Twins over – you know. Pretty much since I mean we've been alive really, the twin uh, the Yankees have owned the Twins in postseason and kind of in a regular season too. Uh, it doesn't surprise me though, just because I feel like the Yankees team is just clicking at the right time, which is you know pretty unreal because I would love to see a World Series this year. It has been a long time. I mean, not really a long time, but ten years since I've seen the last one. You know, and we were you know so and two years ago we got a little bit of a taste in the ALCS. Uh, it worries me if we play your Rays because that's always those are always tough games. So I um, don't really know who to root for tomorrow. I think either way, the Yankees are in for a serious series next time, next go around. Absolutely, the, the baseball playoffs have been great up until uh, this, this, <laughs> Cardinal, this up until this Cardinals game uh, against the Braves, where the Braves uh, let up ten runs in the first <laughs> inning. But anyway, um, let's yeah. see if the Arizona Cardinals can match the amount amount of runs scored this week. Uh, when they play the Falcons on Sunday. <laughs> That'd be funny if they oh, did. man. Yeah, it would be great in the first inning, or in the first quarter, too. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. <laughs> well, anyway, that wraps up uh, this edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast. Uh, see you next week, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast, presented by Juggermag.com the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit juggermag.com because it's the greatest site out there.